myself. I didn't want you around. much too late for me to take a second look oh baby give me one more chance yeah to let you go yes i love it jeff i love it ladies and gentlemen welcome to beauty and the beast mode podcast i am yay yay martinez i'm big jeff and this is episode Positivity to you. Positivity to you. Level up. Level up. Level up. Grasshoppers. Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Man, I feel like I am on another level right now, Grasshopper. Tell it. Tell it, man. Listen, um, so I feel, I feel that in some recent episodes, you know, uh, uh, our, our, our energy level has kind of been contained. Diminished yeah. almost. Ah, uh, that's strong. <laughs> contained. contained. <laughs> uh, diminished makes it seem like it completely went away. Okay. But it hasn't. It was just kind of reserved because those conversations didn't necessarily warrant the level of energy that we are going to present in this episode. Got it. Would you agree? I agree. Yeah. So, this episode is dedicated to leveling up. Explain what that means. Leveling up means trying to envision yourself at the next level. Whatever that next level is for you. Right. So if I'm if I'm at a certain area of my life and I have goals and I have dreams and I aspire to do bigger things, how do I project myself to that next platform so that I can be closer to those stars? Just like you and your voiceover acting. Right. You were like, how can I project myself to the next level to be closer to a bigger voiceover acting opportunity because nothing happens when you just sit around and hope for it hope have to physically get up and make it happen you have to take action so this episode is dedicated to leveling up to taking action to some actionable items to some takeaways that you can actually go and put into place that will help you level up and get you closer to the stars that you are chasing. Listen, I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you, Jeff's not telling you to go out there and try and be Denzel Washington, to go out there and try and be, um, to try and be uh, uh, John Kennedy, to go out there and try and be Mario Andretti, to go out there and try and be Michael Jordan, to go out there and try and be um, uh, uh, Beyonce, to go out there and try and be Billy Joel, to go out there and try and be and try and be uh, Steve Jobs, Derek Jeter. Nobody's trying to go out there and tell you to go out there and try and be that stuff. What we're trying to tell you is to go out there and try and be the next best version of yourself. Whatever that looks like for you. So, if you want to get into baseball, get up right now and be the bat boy or bat girl. Man, I tell you, baseball. I'll start with baseball. Baseball. When I was in 11th grade, I knew what I wanted to do with my life. I already had a vision for what I wanted to do, and that was to be an athletic trainer, right? I didn't have a path to directly get there because I had some obstacles in my way. My parents weren't going to pay for college, right? My dad spent the money that he saved uh, for college, which was $300, to get my brother his GED, right? That's a joke. But ideally, essentially, that's the scenario, right? My parents couldn't afford for to send me to school. So I had to figure out a way to get to school myself. So 
via the military, I was able to secure the funds to take myself to college. So when I got out of the military, I worked a couple of odd jobs, did what I had to do, scrubbed shit out of toilets in the gym at 3 o'clock in the morning, went to school, earned a, a scholarship, attended the athletic training program, and then I said, what do I want to do with athletic training? I decided that I wanted to be in Major League Baseball. Why? Because I researched individuals in Major League Baseball in the sports medicine field that I aspired to be. So what did I do? I went right up to the outfield fence and I watched the baseball game. And then the next day, I went to a baseball game and I went up behind the home, the home team dugout. And I said, hey, is Steve Melendez in there and can I talk to him? And Steve Melendez was the head athletic trainer for the minor league Daytona Cubs. And the dude looked at me like I, was, I had three eyes. And he's like, hold on, when they got Steve Melendez. Steve Melendez came to the fence and I knew that I had 15 to 30 seconds to get this guy's attention, to tell him my intent, and then to try and get like, that was my window of opportunity. So Steve Melendez came up to the fence, and I said, hello, Steve. My name is Jason Martinez. I'm a college student. I want to be in athletic training. I got out of the Marine Corps. I know this is what I want to do. I was hoping that I could come and volunteer my time with you. I'll just sit back and observe. I'll fill ice bags. I'll clean whatever I got to do just to be, uh, 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 just for one day. Just give me one day to come in and volunteer with you. I won't touch anything. And he was like, Come back on next date. I came back on said date. I volunteered. He saw that I had some skills with athletic training because of the classes that I had taken. But he also saw that I had the work ethic and the desire to be in this field. He knew, and I had to go in knowing what I was talking about, right? I didn't go in blindly. I knew who Steve was. I knew what the athletic training game was, right? I, 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 I was able to talk with him on a certain level that made him realize that I was about my business. That I knew my stuff. Maybe I didn't know that, the, obviously he's an expert in the field. I didn't know that to that extent, but I knew enough to get by on that day. And because of that, he said, come back for the rest of the season. For the rest of the season, bro, I shit you not. He said, come back for the rest of the season. Minor League Daytona Cubs. So, for those of you that don't know much about baseball, there's a minor league system. Players get drafted. They'll go through a team. Let's say a team gets drafted by the Cubs. They go through their minor league system. They may have three different teams and, and all across the United States here. They were Daytona. They might have been placed in Illinois and some other place, right? And there's different levels, so as they get better, they'll progress through, through uh, this minor league system and hopefully eventually make it to the majors, which many of them don't, but some of them do. So a couple of, a couple of them that funneled through there, Carlos Marmon, uh, uh, a couple of other pitchers, like they made it to the big leagues. And I had the opportunity to work with these guys. But I busted my ass in that volunteer position, doing whatever I had to do. Listen, when you, when you work at a baseball game and you work a season, you are, you are there, bro. You are there from the first player that comes in to get rehab, if that be at 11 o'clock in, in the morning and the game doesn't – and it's a late game at 7 o'clock, then guess what? You're going to be there at 11 and you're not going to leave till after the game at 7, which could be back at 11 o'clock at night. And that's just what it is, and that's the grind, and you got to love it. And I loved it every single minute of it, and I absorbed it. And I learned every possible thing that I could. And then I took that back to the school that I was attending. And I tried to implement all of that new stuff that I had learned. And then when the next season came around, I went back out and I volunteered when I could. I couldn't give them all of my time then, but I volunteered when I could. And then when the next season came around, and I was working in, uh, uh, and by working, I mean, I was still a student athlete, but uh, working with some, some college teams, um, I had a phone call, I had a message on my phone, and I picked it up and when I was walking back to the athletic training room, and it was Ray Ramirez. And Ray Ramirez was the head athletic trainer for the New York Mets who oversaw all of the athletic trainers in Major League Baseball. 
And the message said, I wish, oh, I wish I would have, it's probably on an old phone saved. The message said, hey, Jason, um, I got your information from Steve Melendez. He told me about you. I have a position with the Philadelphia Phillies for spring training. And I was in college. And he wanted me to go work with the Phillies based on me walking up to this fence one day giving this man a 30-second spill rundown of what I wanted to do, volunteering one day, that expanding into two seasons of working with them. And then I get a phone call from head athletic trainer from the New York Mets, Ray Ramirez, again, who I had already researched and I knew who he was, so that I knew that he oversaw all of the athletic training for Major League Baseball. And so then when I got back to the athletic training room and I talked to the head athletic trainer, I said, listen to this message. And she was shocked. And she was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I, I mean, I, I could have went to this opportunity, which could have taken me on a totally different path than where I am now. Or I could stay there and finish my schooling and the classes that I needed to take. So now I had a, a good conflict to have, right? And ultimately... I decided to stay in school and finish the courses that I had there at the community college so that I can go to the university. And there were, and this is, not be, this is not being, again, this is about leveling up. This is about taking action. This is about how can I project myself to the next level. So I had opportunities coming out of the community college to attend different athletic training programs. They all had their, their requirements, right? Florida State wanted me. Florida wanted me. Florida Southern wanted me. University of North Florida wanted me in their athletic training programs. A lot goes into this. I, I had uh, a good, like, had I not gone to the military first and kind of, and, 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 been giving the tools and the skills that the, the military gave to me, then I probably wouldn't have been in those positions because I don't know. I mean, I felt like I was a hard worker, but I probably wouldn't have been as hard of a worker as I was when I got out of the military going into this. So there were young kids. They, uh, like, again, this is college setting. They're younger kids. I was a little older at the time, mid-20s or whatnot. I knew what I wanted to do with myself, and I knew that I had to get there. I was already at an age where I was like, I need to go. Right? So you, like, you have to figure that out for yourself, too. Where am I in relation to where I want to be? And you can start now. I'm not saying that you can't start now. It's never too late to start. You're a prime example with your voiceover acting. It's never too late to start. But I knew that I wanted to get somewhere, and I wanted to get there quickly. I wanted to get there the right way. So I decided to stay in school, and I, I picked my college to go to, um, and I had opportunity to be in their athletic training program. But... And I will say this, not only did I, so I, I went to the, I decided to go to the University of North Florida. While at the University of North Florida, I did not get into the athletic training program. Failure on my part. I had to work my way up, which isn't, which it's not unheard of for people coming out of the military to have to go through remedial courses to, to kind of get get yourself uh, uh, acclimated. acclimated to the college setting and everything and, and uh, you know, uh, whatever. But so I had to work my way up from essentially algebra, intermediate algebra, all the way up through geometry, trigonometry, um, statistics, statistics too, physics, all chemistry, all of these courses, right? So I had to take all this extra course load and I eventually worked my way up and I got to physics. And I had to get this physics course and pass it in order to get into the athletic training program. And I passed the lab. In lab, you know you have groups of people that you work with. So that helped me. But I, I, I passed the lab. I, I did a, a lot of the coursework and I was able to get A's in the lab. But when it came to the class itself, I did not pass the class the first time. I did not seek the help that I needed to pass the class. I took the class again. I withdrew from the class 
because I couldn't see myself passing the class. I tried for a third time, and I didn't pass the class. Again, on me. However, that led me down a different path, which was the strength and conditioning world, right? This exercise science world, which happened to fall into my lap beautifully because I was taking all of the coursework that was designed for athletic training that aligned with strength and conditioning, that aligned with exercise science and sports medicine. And UNF created this exercise science degree. And I was the second person to, I was one of two people to be the first ones to graduate with that degree because I had all the coursework for it because of all the classes that I had taken for athletic training. So what I did was I went to the Jacksonville Suns at the time, which was the minor league baseball team for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I did the same exact thing. I went up there and I knocked on the door and I said, my name is Jason Martinez and this is what I'm doing and this is what I've done and I've worked with baseball here and I wanna work with you all in the same capacity, but this time with strength and conditioning and I wanna learn from you and I want to be a part of this. And they brought me on. And they let me work the season with them. And then Clayton Kershaw came through. And it, you, if you don't know the claim Clayton Kershaw, then you've been living inside of a box, right? So I was able to experience that. And out of that, I had options to continue to work in the major league baseball system. But something else fell on my lap, which is where I am now. But I did not take, even though I failed physics, I didn't take that as a setback. I looked at where it redirected me. I stayed in the lane, in the realm of what my desires were, but just had to shift a little bit to the right. Yep. So I just had to shift over to a different lane, right? And I found ultimately where I am now. But the opportunities existed for me in Major League Baseball, bro. And people were, like, I was I talked to my parents about this. The people that I talked to about this, they were like, they couldn't believe. I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe that from where I was in Pensacola, Florida in 11th grade, dreaming about doing athletic training just to help people that got injured, just to help athletes that got injured. To being, I, and I remember vividly on the basketball court when my friend twisted his ankle, I went over to grab him and help him out, and he's like, man, you would be good at this. And that's why I said, man, I think I'd be good at this too, and this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. I remember that moment vividly. It was in the cul-de-sac, and the court was owned by this cop that used to play with us in the neighborhood. And from that moment, I knew what I wanted to do. And that was the drive behind me being in the military. When I got out of the military and I had to work at a gym for under the table pay, cleaning toilets before they opened up, after I got out of the Marine Corps. And then I had to go and work at UPS at three o'clock in the morning and finish at nine and dash off to my class and take my class and then go into the athletic training program and work with the teams throughout the rest of the day. But I loved every single minute of it. And I never lost sight of what it was that I wanted to do. But at every opportunity it was to level up, I went for it. <laughs> so when the opportunity came, to work with the Daytona Cubs, I put myself out there. When opportunity came to work with the Jacksonville Suns, I put myself out there. If you want to level up, you have to take action. You have to put yourself out there. That's what you did with voiceover acting. You took action, and you had to put yourself out there. They love what they do, 
that okay? Or is there, should you always strive for something else? Something bigger, better? Well, I, I, that I, I think that depends on the person, right? I think that there's a certain, like people may become content and say this is where I want to be, and that's awesome. It's fine and dandy. And if they're there, then that's great. But for those that aspire, you, you have to put yourself out there. So this, this conversation is not about uh, what about the content people. This is the conversation about the people that are trying to figure out how to get to that next platform. You talked about it on a couple of episodes ago. I've been wanting to do voiceover acting for so long. I was a musician. I thought my path was going to be in music. I thought my path was going to be with this band. I had a family, life, work. I had to shift a lot of lanes. I shifted all the way over to the farthest lane possible. I got off on the exit, bro. And I was dri I'm driving through the neighborhood. And I'm finding a house. And I'm setting my, my, my fence in the ground. And I'm establishing my family. And then my family's good. I'm getting back in my car. And I'm getting back on the highway. And I'm going to find my next exit. That's what you did. And that's okay. Your journey's not up. The opportunity for you to level up the opportunity for you to get to another platform is not over. You back on the highway, bro. You are all the way over in the left lane. You're flashing your highlights at people to move over because you're coming through. Yeah. Fear. I said this before. And I don't care if you think that you heard this somewhere else. I said this first. Fear has a shelf life. The expiration date on fear is the date that you decide to put on it. <laughs> you know it, bro. You know it. The expiration date on fear is the date that you decide to put on it. Fear is, fear is scared of us just as much as we're scared of fear. Fear is probably more scared of us. Could have done it back then, but I let the fear dictate what I was doing. 
Yeah, for every reason that you shouldn't be doing it, it, there's a reason that you should be doing it because it's still on your brain. The reason you went after voiceover acting is because it was on your brain for that many years. And this ain't live, so we'll know you listen later. Right. <laughs> but it's just got to let it For those who are listening, it's <coughs> thank you. It's a blessing. <coughs> thank you. One more. One more. No, I, you went after it after this many years because it was on your mind for that many years. Yeah. So you're, I, I feel like your level ups, jumping to the next platform, you, you can't waste time with what ifs, yeah. right? Bring me a microphone. But I've said it my whole life. Bro, when I was a kid, I was super crazy and doing like jackass stuff mm -hmm. before jackass was around. And fearless. Mm -hmm. You know? Fearless and full of confidence and whatever it was that I would just walk in somewhere and like I would like yeah. You. Yep. And boom. Mm -hmm. You know, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah. You did. But with me, it was just a stupid job. But it was the point that I took that chance. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, no matter how many years any of you have had that desire, that thing, whatever that thing may be, or think about what that thing may be. There is no reason, no matter what your age is, no matter what your situation is, no matter what your work life is, no matter what your home life is, if you have a desire to do something and a passion to do something, don't let that fire burn out. You have to, have to, you must grasp it, take a hold of it, and act on it. And you know what happens when the fire goes out? The soot remains, the ashes remain, the smoke remains. So it's still there. Right. That remnants of that desire that you had is still there. And it's not going to go away. Right. And it's not going to go away. So if you have a desire to do something, how do you take action toward that? If there's a fear there, then you can't feed it. You have to face it. And I, I like the idea as well of having, if there's a fear there, one way I think to get beyond that fear is to have someone or something that holds you accountable to that, right? So having an accountability partner. And here's the beautiful thing about social media right now is that your accountability partner doesn't have to physically be there. There are so many great 
people on social media that can motivate you and hold you accountable to what it is that you want to do. Find the genuine ones. Find the ones that do it out of, uh, of a pure wanting to help others. There's a pureness to it. You can find those people. Those people, if you don't have somebody near you to hold you accountable, though, let that hold you accountable. You know? It's okay to miss a week or two weeks or something, but don't let it don't let it fly away. You know, reach out and grab it mm-hmm. and get back into it, whatever it may be. You know, call that person, call that partner, and say, by the way, the past two weeks I stumbled. That person will help you get back. Yeah, into yeah, yeah. What was it that connected you? to the voiceover acting? So it was, for years, everybody telling me, oh my God, your voice. You have such a voice, this, that, the other thing. So on the, uh, so on the voiceover side, mm-hmm. what did you look at? What inspired you? And was, there a, was there a person was there that you looked at and you said, damn, I can be that, I can do that, or that person had a similar path to me and that made you feel more connected to it? By the way, I always want you to be completely honest. Yeah, I always am. <laughs> All right. So it's just a figure of speech. I get it. Um, but I remember I would start, let's say, imitating. Mm-hmm. You know that character. Yeah, yeah. So I guess a year ago, uh, a buddy of mine. So years ago, I uh, played Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. And then hey, I don't knock it till you try it. All right. Okay, I do. <laughs> so, uh, my buddy Jose mm-hmm. turned me on to a show on the web on Twitch, Geek and Sundry, mm-hmm. uh, but they also have it on YouTube called Critical Role. Critical Role is a group of uh, <coughs> eight peeps mm-hmm. who are voice actors and they're friends. Mm-hmm. Right. Online mm-hmm. in front of people. I guess it's like a periscope type deal. Right, right, right. Uh, so here it is. I'm listening to them doing their voices and doing this stuff. And mm-hmm. it's something that I loved since I was a kid. Right. And I was like, wow, this is really awesome. Mm-hmm. That mixed with some, a friend of mine telling me about a course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't watch any animated stuff anymore, but a buddy of mine, Men and Charlie, mm-hmm. uh, popped on like one of these animated uh, Justice League or yeah, yeah. superhero things, and like the voices were amazing. Yeah, you know, and so it's stuff like that that I was like, you know, I could do that shit. Yeah, you know, and like I said, for years it was just every reason why I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you said, that fire might go out. Mm-hmm. But for 20 or 25 years, it went out. But in the back of my head, I always was like, I would love to do this. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's interesting the way that you tied the Dungeons and Dragons into that and how that connects with you. You know, when I was looking up uh, and and researching athletic training and everything, and I, I stumbled across Steve Melendez and Ray Ramirez, uh, both Latinos, and I was like, dude, that can be me. You know what I mean? I was like, Melendez is Puerto Rican. Ramirez is Puerto Rican. I can be the next one. I was like, I, and then I got a baseball card. And it was Steve Melendez's baseball card from working with the Daytona Cubs. So him as an athletic trainer on a baseball card. And I was like, that's going to be me. So those connections helped drive me and, and helped inspire me and made me want to continue to level up and continue to project myself to the next platform because I knew it was possible. Just like with you in Dungeons and Dragons, you love the game, you watching this show, seeing these guys playing the game, next you know these guys are doing voiceover acting. All those, those the, the way that that stuff just weaves into one another. Those connections, let that stuff hold you accountable. Those are the ways that you need to connect the dots in order to level up, in order to project yourself to the next platform. Those are the kinds of connections that you need to make to keep your fire burning. So if you're talking about putting an equation together, those are your pieces of the equation. right? What are my connections? What's keeping me accountable? How what 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 level is my fire? Is my flame set at? What is your advice or thoughts on somebody who might not know what they want to do, but they know that they want to do something? Hmm. <coughs> like somebody saying, "I know I was made for more than this." Whatever the this is. I feel like a person like that is good at a lot of things. Right, because I feel like there's a uh, with that kind of persona, there's a, just a work ethic that's there. There's this this uh, continuous uh, continuous movement, um, this hustle, this grind that's there. This self motivation that's just there's just a drive behind. It. There's this grit that just wants to like I know if I just keep knocking on all of these doors one of them is eventually going to open up and that's the one that I'm just going to charge through. I do feel like you can discover what are some of the things that I'm better at that I might want to give more attention to. So you can do and try a lot of things. And I feel like it, what, ultimately, what is, the, what is the desire behind it, whatever it is that you're chasing? If it's money, that's one thing. You can do 100 different things. Right. And, and if money is the, the objective, then you can do 100 different things that are going to get you a bunch of money. And, and you know, if, if you're chasing the money, then that's different. If you are in the pursuit of something, if you're in the pursuit of voice acting, if you're in the pursuit of, of becoming a strength coach for a professional sports team, there are a bunch of different avenues. You know, I talked to my daughter about... Uh, her going to beauty school, right? And realizing that beauty school doesn't mean one thing. That when you graduate from that, there's a, a, a multitude of opportunities that you can go after. 
you can start your own business. You can work here. You can do this. You can do conferences. You can do expos. You can do all different kind of stuff. You can do weddings. You can, you can work for a business if you want. So I feel like somebody that has a desire for something can kind of stay in their industry, and there's a bunch of different avenues that you can try and knock on to see which one you actually embellishes your flame more. Um, was that, did, you, did that even touch on your question? Yeah. yeah. So what do you do when the tent door slams in your face and you're like, I can't do this anymore and just want to give up? When the tent door slammed on your face, you <laughs> say, that was the 10th door slammed in my face. I got to 10 doors. It's the, it, not to be cliche, but it's that whole picture of the digging and then there's the diamond on the other end and you see one person walking around and going back the other way and there's another person that continues to, to take the pickaxe, the axe pick, whatever, whatever it is, and, and dig through and there's the diamond that's going to be right there. Like it's that picture. Not to be cliche, but that's what it is. Right? right? You're not going to get the first voiceover acting gig that comes your way. You may not get the 10th one that comes your way. You may not get it until 27. But that 27th one may be so grand and you may be so may be so ready for it because you've tried 26 times and every time that you tried, you got a little bit better. Your skills got a little bit more refined. Your voice has got a little bit more vibrato in it. You're able to hold your breath for a little bit longer to sustain that, that, that long hold for that, for that dramatic moment that they're looking for. Yeah. You may not get there until after the 26th time and then the 27th moment. So the 10th moment wasn't meant for you, bro. Or, or ma'am, or girl, homie. Home slice, grasshopper. The 10th moment wasn't meant for you, and that's okay. Go for the 11th, and if the 11th doesn't happen, then guess what? It may not come until the 56th moment. But you're going to be so refined. You're going to be so polished that when your moment does come, you're going to be so prepared that you will not be able to be denied. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm already prepping myself, knowing that I'll be rejected a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, try out for this, try out for that, audition for this, audition for that. And you know what? I work full time right now. It's not where I am hoping that this pays yeah. the bills for me. Mm-hmm. I hope years from now that it pays the bills mm-hmm. for me because I would love to do this full time. Yeah. So, how do you think? Are you are you looking up questions to ask right now? No. Oh. I'm looking up <laughs> a specific something. Stephen King is my all-time favorite author. Okay. Okay. If people hear the name Stephen King, they at least know a couple of books that he's done. Mm-hmm. Rejected 41 times before his first manuscript was published. 41 times. So imagine that. Imagine, and he was back in the day, so he's on a typewriter. Yeah. So imagine you're on a typewriter and you write 41 manuscripts. Mm hmm. And you just keep going. So the 42nd one was one. Mm-hmm. Because he was writing it, and he said, "This is a piece of crap." Yeah. I'm not reading this. I know yeah, this. yeah. So he crumbled it up and threw it in the garbage. Mm-hmm. That manuscript was terrible. Yeah. That was yeah. his first published, and from there, just boom. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm reading right here. J.K. Rowling, Harry Potter. Yeah. Was rejected twelve times. 
30 times. I mean, yeah. the list goes on and on. So, I mean, yeah, Mike. You know what? There, there's a, I, I do believe that with certain things, there's a volume, there's a frequency in, with, in which you have to pursue it. If you do it one time, two times, you get rejected. Three times, you get rejected. Ten times, you get rejected. If that's over the course of ten years, then you might want to increase the frequency in which you're getting rejected. So if I get rejected ten times in one year, then over the course of ten years, if I'm getting rejected 10 times each year, that's 100 rejections, right? I don't normally do math in public, but that's good. That's 100 rejections over the course of 10 years. I'd rather have 100 tries in 10 years than 10, than 10 tries in 10 years. So, yeah, don't get... Rejected once and rejected twice, and then sit on your sit on your laurels and 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 then go back out and try it again, and then you get rejected two years, three years later, and it's your third rejection. No, you need to increase that. Right. And on the opposite end, if you whatever it is, if you are successful right from the jump, and you're successful and you're successful and you're successful. But all of a sudden, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. you get rejected mm -hmm. or get into a slump. Yeah. Then you get in a slump. Get your butt out there and keep going. Yeah. Don't just be like, it's over. It was great. Mm -hmm. Yep. Got to keep working it. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Grasshoppers. Beauty and the Beast Mode podcast listeners. Um, the opportunity is there for you. The opportunities are there for all of us. If you are looking to level up and take action, if you feel the fire burning, even if there's a, 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 a even if there's the smoke is just there, if you think the flame is extinguished but the smoke is still there, and you can see. And you can kind of, if you fight your way through the smoke, you know that the dream, the passion, the desire is still there. Then rub those twigs together and get that flame going again. It's possible. It's possible. I would rather be chasing my aspirations forever and go on to wherever I'm going to go after this existence knowing that I was in hot pursuit of somebody and if I had just a little bit longer that I was going to get there then to stop and think about what if I had kept going and it comes back to that phrase too the journey is greater than the end. What you're going to learn and accomplish and experience over the course of that pursuit is going to provide you with a fruitful life. And you may not necessarily get that diamond, but you get you may bet you might get some gold. You know? Like we're just two guys who are friends. Two guys. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, like, who the hell are we? 
I mean, we're pretty, you know, we're pretty, pretty damn yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, it just goes from JJ saying, "Yes, you want to do a podcast? What do you want to do? Let's talk positivity. Let's get some positivity into the world. Let's inspire. Let's motivate. You know, and we just started. We bought the equipment. We did this. We did that. Right." We could have been like, yeah, I'd love to do a podcast and nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? And we're not rich dudes. Mm-hmm. You know? We're sitting here working and working and working and, and we spent the money to get all the stuff and we did it. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Choose. Say this is the one <coughs> thing. And then just find the way to do it. Get up Because if you're thinking about it, if you're thinking about it, and it's inside of your belly, and it's on your brain, and your heart starts beating fast when you think about it, then it's meant for you. Then it's meant for you. If your heart beats fast when you think about it, and if it's on your brain all of the time, And if the fire is inside of your belly to chase it, then it is meant for you. You can't put it any better than that. You know, when you start speaking a little faster and a little louder, when you start talking about that thing, Mm -hmm. exciting you. Brother man. Oh, man, listen. So I'm a communication consultant, right? (laughs) <laughs> I'm a communication consultant. Here's, here it, I got connected with a gentleman about six years ago. Okay. His name was Steve. And he was doing some fantastic things in the world of communication and leadership. And, and, and connecting people in an authentic way. This is about six, maybe even seven years ago now. And he and I both knew that there was a connection between the two of us. And I knew that I wanted to be in this guy's presence, and I knew that I wanted to be a part of what he was doing. And just like the baseball, I stayed in his face. I made sure that he remained aware of me and my actions and how much I wanted to be a part of what he was doing and how he was connecting people in the universe. And I made sure that he knew that several times a year for six years straight. And then one day I get a phone call from him and he says, Jason, right now is the time We are ready. Do you want to be a part of this? That was in my belly. What did you tell Steve? I said, hell yeah, bro. I almost cried. I probably did. And that's another thing, too. When you get that gold, when you get a piece of gold, celebrate it. Celebrate it like you just won the World Series. Celebrate it like you just won the Super Bowl. You're entitled to that. That's the hard work you put into it. If you don't celebrate it, then you won't recognize it. And it'll just be another thing. But it's not just another thing. It's, what, it's what's motivating you. It's what's driving you. It's what the other people that are around you see in you. I'm... T- I'm I'm not going to be the dude that's like, anything is possible. I'm not going to be cliche. Sometimes we don't get it. Sometimes it's not meant for us. And then we have to check ourselves and say, is this the right thing? 
or is that piece of it the wrong thing, but this piece is the right thing? But if it's in your belly and your heart beats for it and you can't get it off your brain, Go after it relentlessly. Relentlessly. Find a partner that's going to keep you accountable. Find something that's going to keep you accountable. Figure out ways that the dots are connecting to see that the word, the, the, the universe is, is transforming in a way that is, is, is aligning you with that path. Brother, man, this hey, listen, this is beauty and the beast mode. Oh, I'm beast mode. I, it's beauty and the beast mode. It, it, different days with different things. <laughs> so as you were saying that, it it kind of clicked something with me that if you're a parent, if you're a parent, I think that you have a duty to chase after whatever it may be. You need to show your children that when you want something, you go for it relentlessly. Don't let anybody tell you no. Because you keep going, and you keep going. Yeah, you're sitting there at a fence asking for somebody. Right? They could have just said, get out of here. And that's it. But you know what? I know that he would have hopped the fence <laughs> got in there somehow. But, again, if you're a parent, you're a parent. You have a duty to, you're not just sitting here making rules and this, that, the other thing. Your job, like we said, we want to inspire and motivate. You have a job to inspire and motivate your children. Let them know anything is possible with some damn hard work. Like A.A. said, obviously, nothing's all sunshine and unicorns, right? I got a whole bunch of no's in my life on stuff that I wanted to go for. But when you really have that thing that you want, you really have that thing, you got to work and work and work. Yeah, that's a great point, dude. You, work. You, work, work, work. That, that setting the example is... They see it. They see it. They know whether you're all talk. You know, right. they may not. They may not outright come out and say that. Uh, I see you. You see you working, mom or dad, and I. I appreciate that you're pursuing that. They may not say it right then and there, but they'll show you in the way that they pursue whatever it is that they want to pursue. Yeah. They'll show that they were watching you. So just like I said, that my younger one had a project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So every time we go out to eat, was that on this episode or last episode? <laughs> but just every time we go out to eat and we have a doggy bag or leftovers mm-hmm. that we take, 99% of the time, when we're walking, if I see somebody that's homeless, I give it to them. Mm-hmm. So when I asked her, I said, Why did you choose to help the homeless? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like whether you're thinking of it or not, mm-hmm. they are seeing those things. Yeah. So. Yeah. Awesome, man. Love this episode, brother. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, we hope that you enjoy it as well. Uh, you know, <coughs> excuse me. That's that fire in my belly. <laughs> That's that fire in my belly. Um. When we decide that we're going to do episodes like this, we might just record them on air, live. Because Grasshoppers, Beauty and the Beast Mode listeners, you need to hear this right away. Somebody needs these words right now. 
I need to hear Jeff say that his daughter decided to help out the homeless because he always does it. I needed to hear that. I needed to hear the way that Jeff discovered that he can get to voiceover acting by watching dudes play Dungeons and Dragons and that connected the dots for him. Cause that helps me realize how I can connect the dots for things that I'm pursuing. I needed to hear that. And just like I needed to hear those things, there's some things on here that we think you need to hear as well. And we want you to hear them as soon as possible. So I think the next time that we do an episode like this, where we're talking about leveling up and we're at, at, we're at this, um, at this magnitude of delivery, then we want to give it to you right then and there. Positivity threshold is through the roof. Yeah, from the, like Michael Jordan said, from the ceiling to the roof. And it made no sense, but then they made t-shirts about it. <laughs> Big Jeff. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, I don't even think we need to wrap it up with any, anything unless you had something in mind. I feel like the entire episode was a beast mode moment. I agree, but I would like a little something extra. Oh, you want me to put some sauce on it, huh? Put some sauce on it? All right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, Yeye Martinez is about to drop the knowledge with his beast mode moment. Taking action. can be a difficult task. If you jump off of the plane without a roadmap and you land, you don't know what direction you're going to go. So, creating a roadmap is going to help you take action and be confident that when you land, you know which direction you're going to go. So when you talk about leveling up and you talk about getting to that next platform, draw up a roadmap for yourself. It can be the most audacious roadmap ever, but at least it gives you some guidance on which direction you want to go. If Big Jeff had created a roadmap for voiceover acting when he first thought about it, maybe he might have been there at a different time in his life, or he would have knew the path to get there more quickly. If I had created a roadmap for athletic training or strength and conditioning or comedy, maybe I will get there or maybe I would have never failed those physics classes because I would have said, if this, then I need to get a tutor. If I had an accountability partner, so if I failed the class, that person would have said, hey, let's go talk to the tutor. Let's talk to the instructor. Don't let your ego get in the way. Create a roadmap. Help visualize, envision your plan so that you know which direction you're going to go. That's the sauce. That is your beast mode moment. Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the point in the episode where my dog, my man, Beauty and the Beast Mode podcast extraordinaire, Big Jeff, the musician, it's in his blood, it's in his, in his, in his DNA. As a kid, rock star bands, touring, winning challenges, music is in his heart. Every episode, he ties this thing into a beautiful package, puts a bow on it. 
in song. And we like to call it Jeff's Joint. that sly that was rare earth rare earth i just want to celebrate fitting name fitting song agreed tell us about it throughout this podcast uh, especially gateway has been talking about pushing on whatever it may be that fire in your belly get up and get out the song they say I just want to celebrate another day of living I just want to celebrate another day of life uh, put my faith in the people but the people let me down but I turn around the other way and I get on anyhow something like that mm-hmm. and I move on anyhow yeah so kind of with what we've been talking about in the topic <coughs> just say the people are this thing that you want to do right and you walk up and it's a no you walk up and and it's a no 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 matter how many no's that you hear you sound like no 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 destiny's child no 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 no. (laughs) um no matter how many no's that you hear you just turn around walk on and go somewhere else and keep going yeah Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Beauty and the Beast Mode Podcast. I am Yeye Martinez. Big Jeff. Until next time, peace.